Yo, what's good, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Backlog Thursdays, a podcast where me and my best friend David tackle, well, simply our backlog. We have so many games and we need to play through them, so what's the best way of doing that? Well, actually sitting down and playing them, and so that's exactly what me and David do here. We play one game from our backlog each. We haven't told each other what we're playing, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the highs and the lows of each game but before we get into that david how's your week been buddy yeah it's been another week happy yourself yeah i don't really have too much to report it's just been another week i mean just working a lot and going through the motions of life nothing too interesting on my end what about you uh no i just kind of be trapped in the house unfortunately but no just another week so yeah it's just i've not really done much to be honest since the last day we had our little conversation or a little podcast so just kind of been going throughout the week kind of thing so hi not really much to be honest yeah no i have to agree i'm in the same camp as you i mean i just go to work go to the gym afterwards and then come home for the most part nothing too interesting has been going on in my life have you uh been watching anything lately like any anything new like tv or movie wise uh i've not seen any movies but i started re-watching parks and rec and that TV series is so funny. Like, I, I honestly forgot how good that TV series is. I've been suggesting you to watch that for God knows how now. How many? A couple years, years now. now. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. Like, honestly, like, I started, like, on YouTube, you know how YouTube does suggestions. It's like, oh, you should watch this. And, like, one of the Parks and Rec kind of clips popped up, and I was like, oh, I forgot about this. And I kind of went down the rabbit hole of watching clips all night. And I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewatch this TV series. So, because I used to always rewatch The Office. So I was like, no, fuck it. I'm going to watch Parks and Rec again, which, if anyone's never seen it, y'all, you're in for a great time if you watch that series. It's, it's so, so funny. I know. I always, I always say I'm going to get around to it, and, and then I just never do. I'm terrible with that. Like, I, I totally totally believe your suggestions and everything like that, and, and I know you always give me, like, A-quality recommendations. It's just, I don't know. I have, like, my own agenda, and then it just never mixes most of the time, and then I just never get around to it. That's just how... Uh, that's just how our friendship has always gone in terms of, like, recommendations. It has. It has. But it's, it, it's true, like... I might recommend something to you too, and you might not ever check it out, and that's fine. I mean, it, it's in your repertoire. Like, you know about yeah. it, but it, it's just maybe one day when we're old uh, and we truly have those, nothing else to do. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I mean, I, I still remember when you started watching The Office. Like, I kind of sat you down to watch it, and then you got hooked on it as well. So, yeah, no, it's true. We were on vacation and we were just chilling. And you put the first episode on, and you're like, bro, this is, like, such a good show. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll, you know, I'm just relaxing, eating some good food. Like, let's just watch this. And I love dry humor. And the show really just hooked me right away. I mean, I want to get um, World's Best Boss, you know, on a mug one day. Is Is that what's on his mug? World's best boss, yeah. He World's like, best boss, yeah. He bought it for himself. It's just like that type of thing, you know. Oh, I love Michael Scott. He's he's such a great character. Everyone in that show is fantastic. Like, if you haven't seen The Office somehow, please do. It, it's oh, totally worth your time. 
Yeah, you're it's really like, missing out. Parks and Rec, I would probably say, is like on par with The Office. The Office is more like, I'd probably say easier to watch just because like, it's always like straight up humor straight away, but with Parks and Rec, it's like, it takes like, I feel like the first season was a bit of a slow burn. But afterwards, it just like oh, it's so funny. Like, see Ron Swanson, like he's the character that I want to be one day. Like, he's just a I don't give a shit about anything, boss. And his humor is so dry. Like, he's just so funny. Like, honestly, oh, it's so funny. <laughs> oh, I'm getting I'm laughing. Like, uh, yeah, just thinking about some of the things from, like, The Office, too, it just gets me going every time. I don't really want to talk too much about it, just because, like, if you guys haven't seen them. But there's just so many jokes, and there is, like, a story somehow yeah. weaved into all these episodes. It's very thin, but, like, it's worth watching from start to end. Um, Like, for me, as someone who's seen it multiple times, I could just, I could definitely just jump into, like, any season I want and just watch, like, some yeah. of my favorites and still have a great time without being like, how did that, how did this happen again? Or why are these two people together? Or why are they not together? Like, have you got it, any plans it's such a good show. Have you got any plans oh, for the upcoming weeks or? For this weekend? Uh, honestly... We have a special guest, hopefully, coming on our podcast, so I'm looking very forward to that. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. That's another thing I don't want to say, say too, too much about, but I'm very excited. This is someone that I've wanted on our podcast before we even had a podcast. This was just, like, an idea that I had in my mind. I remember bringing it up to you. Yeah. I was like, David, like, I would love to have this person on, on like, on our podcast, and I'm very excited that he agreed to coming on to our podcast. And so we're just trying to figure out exactly what time and what day uh, he's going to be free. And we're just going to kind of adjust our schedules to his schedule and we'll go from there. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yep. Otherwise, I don't really have a whole lot planned for the rest of this week in terms of like the week and weekend. Um, I might be helping my girlfriend clean out like a storage unit that she has. Nice. So that's oh you know that's a lot of fun but you know she needs help and I'm more than willing to help her out um she's going through some tough times right now and yeah. um, I'm definitely you know I'm I'm gonna be there for her like a hundred percent so yeah sure. of course so what about you buddy like what do you have planned this weekend oh I'm gonna be watching um Free Guy that comes out tomorrow or Friday so I'm very very excited I love me some Ryan Reynolds like. Oof, the Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, so, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's a few basketball games on as well, which I'll be watching. So There's one on right now as well, so it's the Brooklyn Nets versus the Bucks. So, go on, Nets. Please don't fuck it. So, yeah, that's, that's the plan has, for this. Has so. basketball already... Oh, is this the Summer League, right? So this is the uh this the summer league. So this is oh, um, okay. when they have like the C tier players that are don't get time, or they have like people that they want to re-sign, but they don't want to give them good money. So they play against each other to like show off kind of thing. So if you actually mm -hmm. watch it, some of the games are quite like heated because they they they're really going for it kind of thing. Like there was a game yesterday where it was the Hawks versus. I want to say Portland, and they got like a hundred points. And for the summer league, that's the same. Just because you never really see high scoring games, 
it was the Celtics, it was the Celtics, sorry, I was wrong, Celtics. Um, they, you never really see high scoring games because they don't really go for it, but in this game you tell like there was some beef, like they were just, they were just going for it. So, even like NBA games, sometimes you don't get like over 100 in a game, so. Was, oh yeah, was, definitely. It was a good game, I like it. The only thing is I can't really watch it because America only, and I've got like, the UK kind of sports apps, and it doesn't really show on there, so I'm kind of, kind of bummed. So. Yeah, it's kind of weird, man, because like you've been able to watch every other basketball game where I've struggled to watch basketball if I wanted to, but now, now like the tables have turned, like I'm able to watch these basketball games and you can't, and it's just so funny because <laughs> I, I don't know basketball. what it is, like living in Canada, having like the NBA app or like TSN, like. Sometimes you can't watch certain sport channels on these apps. And I'm like, this is so dumb. Like, I pay a premium fee for your service, and I I can't even watch a sport that I want to watch. Like, I'm not craving for basketball or anything, but sometimes you'll be like, bro, like, you got to tune in. Like, you got to see, like... What t- what how good this team is doing, or like, can you just yeah. tell me what the score of like how how are the Heat doing, or whatever, whatever the case might be. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. I'll just like hop on my app and I'll I can check real quick like what the score is. And it's it's funny. It's it's weird how sports work. And I, I don't know. It's yeah. I, I love I like watching sports. Definitely not as much as you do. You you watch sports like practically every day. I'm definitely more of like a casual watcher. Yeah, I like my sports. Yeah. I feel like if you pass as a time, to be honest, like, I'm a big football fan, which the Premier League does start up this weekend, by the way, so. Mmm. Gonna be good. Man oh, okay. United and Tottenham. Um, fun fact. All the, all the new transfers and everything, so that, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, Harry Kane's pissed. <laughs> He's still at Tottenham. Um, but no, so it's Man City versus Tottenham and Man United versus Leeds. Leeds go back, so they're still in what? it. Yeah. Yo, let's go. Shout out to Leeds United. Woo! I love those guys. Uh, I, I actually don't mind them. They're like a middle-of-the-road team, so. Yeah, they're, uh, alright. Let's see better. Let's see more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, man, see. Alright, David, well, are you ready to get into the, uh, the meat and potatoes of this, uh, episode? More of like a kind of sausage kind of guy, like a sausage and bacon, or like an egg and bacon kind of guy. So, oh, okay. Fair like enough, I've got an eggy center, if you know what I mean, a yolky center. Mm-hmm. A white outside. All right. Well, I guess I'll start with my game. So, what have you been playing, Mister Beamer? So I booted up my PlayStation Three. Right. I said I played a PlayStation Three game this week. And uh, the game that I played this week is Spec Ops The Line. Now, this game originally came out in 2012. And I got to be honest, I had I didn't know anything about this game. Um, The way that I found out about this game is because back in 2014, 2015, I started going down like this rabbit hole on YouTube for hidden gems on the PlayStation 3. Um, because during that time, 2014, 2015, PS3 and 360 games were becoming dirt cheap, right? People were moving on to the PS4 and the Xbox One, and I love getting a good deal, and I love hidden gems. 
So I started going on YouTube, started watching a bunch of videos. I had like a little spreadsheet on my phone of games that I wanted to pick up if I ever found them in the wild. And on a lot of people's videos, they're like, hey, you, you should play Spec Ops The Line. And again, whenever people do like these little like montage videos on YouTube of like games you should buy on the cheap or something like that, it's usually like they give like every game like a minute or two to shine and then they move on to the next one. So I had like a rough idea of what this game was about. I, I may have seen like a couple reviews back in the day as well, but I didn't really think too much of it. One day I went to my local EB games. They used to have like these baskets that would have like all their PS3 and 360 games and like it was like there was like an 899 basket, a 499 basket and maybe like a 1299 basket. Like all like they were just trying to liquidate games back then and I definitely went ham and I beefed up my PS3 collection a lot during those years. And yeah, I I got uh, Spec Ops The Line for dirt cheap. Um, even today, the game's not very expensive. I th- You can definitely find a copy for under 20 bucks, like, almost anywhere, even if you want to buy a physical copy. Now, the one thing that I did take a closer look at was the PC version. I watched, like, a PC version of, like, just, like, a few minutes of gameplay. And if you guys are in the mood to play Spec Ops The Line, I I would highly recommend playing, like, the PC version. The the textures look a little bit better. The Like, it just looks a lot more clear. Um, it probably runs at a higher frame rate as well. There's probably not as many, like, texture pop-ins. Like I said earlier, I played the PS3 version, and if you guys know anything about the 360 and the PS3 back in those days... If you were going to play like a multi-platform game, most of the time you want to lean towards the 360 just because the architecture for developing games were a lot easier on the 360. And then what they would do at that point is just kind of like port over the 360 version onto the PS3, even though in actuality, like the PS3 is a lot more powerful than the 360. It's just... That sell process on the PS3 just made it very difficult for developers to develop games, and so they, they would just port the 360 copy. So if you are probably playing, if you do plan on playing this game on console, maybe look for the 360 version. Now that's not to say that I had a bad time with the PS3 version. I will say this really quickly: during the cutscenes, there were like facial animations. There was like times where like. It, it took like a couple seconds for like the faces to load and just this game is set in Dubai and there's a lot of sand and there's a lot of skyscrapers and there's just times in the game where the textures just don't load up as fast as you would want them to, to be. Overall guys, I actually had like a great time playing this game. It's a third person military shooter if you've ever played like a Gears of War game, this this game is very very similar. It also runs off of the Unreal Engine, so that explains why it's very similar to like a Gears of War game. But you play as this guy named Walker and you have like a band of brothers. You have like these two other guys on your squad and you're just kind of going through Dubai trying to stop this other like military group 
who are just trying to, I don't know, like, I don't really know what their motive is exactly, but they're just, like, fucking shit up. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, like Dubai's in shambles and trying to get you're that oil going money. out there trying to stop these terrorists from taking over Dubai. And I, I had some concerns. I was like, great. I have two teammates with me. Like, this is going to be like a drag because usually when you have like an AI companion with you, it either goes two ways. They're actually useful or they're absolutely annoying to have on your team right so for example like a good teammate to have is like elizabeth from bioshock infinite she can never go down and she's able to like open up tears for you and like she can throw ammo packs like med packs all these other things like that and then i'm trying to think of like a terrible like ai companion oh oh like let's just say for example like Resident Evil 4, you play as, like, Leon, and you have to, like, bring around the president's daughter with you, and she's just annoying, and she clips on walls, and she can go down and all that stuff. And so I I had some concerns. I'm like, great. Like, these guys are going to be awful. But, no, they were actually, like, they did a really good job, and they did some things that I really liked with, with having teammates. You actually felt like a proper squad. So... You can command your other two teammates to target. So you can like, tar- let's just say there's some guy in like an amount, like a mounted turret. Like if you if you poke your head out, you're gonna get blasted with bullets, right? So instead of you like trying to take this guy down, you can command your other teammates to be like, hey, take this guy out, and so you can kind of pinpoint pinpoint who you want them to shoot at instead of them just like killing whoever. And so I thought that was very interesting. And those those teammates, those AI companions, they can go down. But what's interesting, instead of you running out there during like a firefight to try to heal your teammate, you can order your second squad member or your third squad member, I should say, to go and heal that teammate for you. So I, that was very – I really like that a lot because – I didn't actually know that you could do that until I died a couple of times. So like I'm I'm in the middle of like a firefight and one of my teammates goes down and I'm like fuck, I got to get this guy up. So I run up, I click X on him. He like stabs a syringe in, in his shoulder and he's all good to go after that and then I die because like during that animation of me shoving the syringe down like his shoulder blade I'm getting like shot the fuck and I'm, and then I die and I'm like this is this is annoying but then th- they always give you like little hints like when you die during like the loading screen and it said hey you can command your teammates to like get the other person up I'm like what really okay cool and then I started doing that from then on and I never really had an issue with the teammates I I thought having this squad and having like this brotherhood with my squad uh, really strengthen the game, and I really like the flow. And they also have like some really good dialogue with, uh, between each other, and they're always helping each other out. Like they really did feel like proper squad mates, and I really did appreciate that about the game. Another thing that I really liked about this game was there's um, destructible environments. So 
like I said, this game takes place in Dubai, and there's obviously a lot of sand, and there's a lot of skyscrapers. So, like, there'll be points in the game where you're out in the open, and there might be, like, a bus or something like that, and it's full of sand, and there's, like, enemies kind of hiding behind, like, a little road roadblock um, behind the bus, and you could, like, shoot out the window on the bus, and the sand will come, like, spilling out, and it will, like, kill the enemies, like, behind uh, that roadblock, and... They do a lot of little cheeky things like that, which I really appreciated. Um, they like play with the environment. So yeah, that was definitely something I, I liked. I feel that game took a lot from Bioshock 1. Like, I remember playing this game back, 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 a while ago. And I remember playing it, I got inspiration from two games. Have you ever played Battlefield Bad Company 1 by any chance? No, I haven't. Okay, great game, would recommend it. Um, there's a lot of banter between them because you play as like a squad, you're like a new guy that joins, and there's a shit ton of banter between all of them. Um, mm-hmm. but it's also like extremely good cost of like kind of damage, uh, destruction in the map. But it's just that, that banter combined with like kind of bio shots, like you could shot someone when they're in water, or you see something, you can make a trap and it will kill the enemies kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like Spec Ops took a shit from, a shit ton from both those games. Because I feel like if you were playing Bioshock and you wanted to step on to another game, like Spec Ops is that kind of game that you could do it. Because they're both kind of set in both kind of destructive cities kind of thing. Like, one's a third person, one's a, like a first person shooter, though. But, it's, it's, I, again, I played this game years and years and years ago. You just played it recently, so... Yeah. I, I just remember from what I played... The game was a bang. Like, there's a lot of like kind of emotional decisions you have to make as well in that game that I remember, but no spoilers. But they're pretty like gruesome. Like, yeah, no, the game definitely does do a good job at showing the brutality of war and how like innocent civilians oftentimes get caught in the crosshair of war. There's times in the game where you think you're doing something good, and then. You re- you come to realize later on in the game that you did you you may have killed civilians along the way while trying to trying to kill the band of terrorists that are trying to take over Dubai. Like the game plays with you psychologically. Like the further in you go, you can definitely feel Walker. Like, the main character in the game, like, he's starting to, like, go insane. He he starts to have, like, these these vivid, like, dreams and images in his head. Like, he kind of, like, goes into, like, a mental... Like, he, he starts to lose... It's like PTSD. His, much. Yeah, like, you, you can tell, is. like, yeah, exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, he's suffering from PTSD, and... The game does a very good job at like conveying that that message across that like no one ever gets out of war like unscathed. The game also has some very the game makes you choose some very difficult decisions sometimes where you're kind of forced to like shoot one person or another and no matter what decision you make, you never feel good about it. 
Um, I'll give you guys like one example. Um, so at one point there's like a, an accident that happens and this guy that you were helping out, he, half of his body is crushed by like a transport truck and the truck is leaking oil, right? And he knows that he's going to get burnt, burnt alive. And there's a revolver on the ground and he's like, Walker, like, please get this pistol and like, you know, take me out of my misery before like, you know, I die by fire. Right. And you can either choose to shoot him or you can just watch him light up like a firecracker. Right. And that's up to you as the player. But no matter what you do, like he's going to die. Right. And there's nothing you can do to save this person. And, yeah, the game really makes you makes you think about your actions. And it makes you think about, like, what people might be going through each and every day as, like, a, as a, as a, as a oh, my God, as a soldier. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, guys. I, I, that's something I can never do. Like, I have so much respect for the people who are in the military and they have to make these quick decisions on the fly and, you don't have a whole lot of time to think sometimes. You just have to pull the trigger because your life is on the line at every single moment, right? You never know what's on that, you know, on the next corner. And the game just did a very good job of like portraying that. Like Call of Duty, you just shoot the shit out of people. Like you even nuke, you, you, you set a nuke down like COD 4. But you never like actually like sit down and like think about like what you just did, you know what I mean? Like the consequences that just like happened and like how people's lives are gonna like be forever ruined by like these giant set pieces, right? You're just like, whoa, like that was there's a fucking nuke in this game, like that's dope. But you don't think about how many lives were sacrificed and and all that stuff and. This game definitely highlighted the darker side of war, and I actually really, really appreciate that. I don't really have too many negatives to say about the game. Sorry, Dave, I'll just finish real quick. Yeah. Uh, again, there were some texture pop-ins, but this game came out in 2012, and I did play it on a PS3, so I can't really speak too much for like the 360 version and the uh, the PC version. Again, like if you guys are going to play this game, maybe. I would highly recommend playing the the PC version on Steam. It's super cheap. It's also backwards compatible as well, by the way. So, oh, is it? Oh, that's yeah. cool. It's backwards compatible, guys. So if you have an Xbox One or an Xbox Series, like play it on that. Also, this is this game came out in that in that era where a lot of the games were just a lot of browns, grays, and blacks. You know, like the that Fallout Three kind of era where. A lot of games were just kind of bland looking. This game doesn't have too many colors that pop. It, it Again, it's set in Dubai. You're looking at a lot of sand. It's a military shooter. Um, this isn't anything colorful. It's 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 just a, a dark and gritty kind of game. So if you're looking for something that has like a color of pop, you're not going to find it here. But yeah, Dave, like, do you have any more thoughts on Spec Ops The Line? Yeah, um, the, I remember back in the day, Spec Ops, there was a huge kind of controversy about that game, like absolutely huge. And 
without spoiling it, there's a thing called white phosphorus. I think you've got you've played this bit, have you? Or no? Yes. Yeah. There's a thing called white phosphorus, and it's like you, even in war, you're not allowed to use it. It's it's like seen as a war crime to use white phosphorus because it's kind of like napalm when it was used in Vietnam. Like as soon as you use this shit, like it, it pretty much burns them alive. Will they feel every inch of it? It's it's horrendous. Like it was banned for like to even use it. And there is a mission in Spec Ops line. We have to make a decision, and you do use it. And I just remember back in the day, everyone was talking about it, saying, like, how they can put this into a video game and blah, blah, blah. And it was, like, just this big kind of controversy about it. And I remember that was hugely surrounded around that game as well. And, like, not a lot of people kind of knew what it was. Because, as you said, like, Call of Duty, you can nuke the show of people and not give a fuck. But, like, as soon as you use, like, white phosphorus, which is illegal, people are like, oh, my God, you put that in a game kind of thing. And it's just, like... I don't know, I think that's quite good that they actually should spectate. They kind of showed this off in a game that people don't really see the gritty side of war because war is shit. Like, people die. And people don't understand that. So. Yeah, and that's something video games have always done a terrible job at, like, representing, right? I mean, all of us play shooters, whether it's, like, a cartoony art style like Fortnite or if it's something more more gritty like call of duty like a lot of games have guns in them and we're just shooting people and we don't think twice about them right we just we actually cheer when we when we kill people in in in, in video games for the most part right this was like the first time where i actually had to like stop and like think like wow this game's making me feel some type of way and it it shocked me that I haven't felt this way about a shooter like this before. Like, I can't believe it took this long for me to, like, have these feelings because I just become so desensitized to killing people in video games. Again, I can never kill someone in real life. That's that's very different. But in video games, you're just so accustomed to shooting people down brutally murdering people in video games and with, you know, saw blades and axes and knives and whatever weapon, bro. I'm telling you, there's every single (laughs) weapon you can think of. I've killed someone in a video game with, right? Like, and all it, all it took was this, this game to kind of like make me think twice about my actions a little bit. And I really do appreciate the game for that. If you want, if you're looking for like a military shooter game that's going to make you feel differently about everyone that you're killing, I think you should at least check out Spec Ops The Line. Um, I want to be very honest with you guys. I haven't finished the game completely. And so what? for today, for, yeah, I know. Disappointed. I, We're disappointed, guys. Yeah, I just wanted to be honest with you guys. I'm only like two or three missions away from completing it. And so what I'm asking to do today, David, and for you guys, is that I don't really want to give it like a score today. Um, I kind of want to leave my my opinion blank on like my rating system. I want to finish it. And then first things first on the next episode, so next week, I'm going to put my final opinions on this game because... 
this game's kind of pulling on my heartstrings and it's making me feel some type of way about killing people in a, in a, in a, in a shooter. I, I definitely want to see where, how, I, I want to see how the game ends. And yeah, like an idea that's going to like, progress or something like that. Or? Yeah, this is almost like my review in progress. I'm not going to get into like full, I'm not going to get into depth about it like next week at all. I'm just going to kind of give my feelings on how I thought like the game ended and, and I'm going to give it a score. But I do plan on like beating this game probably like tonight, if not tomorrow. And then I'll just, uh, I'll have a game, a proper game for you guys next week on, on next, on, you know, backlog Thursday next week. But as long as you're okay with that, David, I just kind of, I don't feel right giving this game a score without knowing how it ends. Um, it, it deserves like my full attention. So, uh, yeah, uh, we'll give, we'll give you a pass on this one. Say so you, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to do it this one time, but okay. every other times then uh, we'll have to have a discussion and. All right. Yeah, you may get the sack. Because how did you play this game? Did you play this game on the PS3 as well? No, I played it on the 360, bro. Oh, like, okay. I have it. I have it in my collection. Like it's a banging game. Oh, okay. Like, I played that back when it came out, kind of thing. I I talked highly about that. I suggested it to anyone that played it back in the day. So. Yeah, yeah you definitely suggested it to me. Suggested to everyone. <laughs> I, yeah, and the internet just kept kept saying like hey play this game it's a you know quote-unquote total hidden gem and it, it really is oh, right. I, I have to agree with the internet and you it, it, well, I go it's good again, I get... it's worth playing <laughs> it's not just the internet i get a shout out as well it did gets a shout out as well yes all right buddy well what have you been playing well i uh got a box that i had opened first so i had to take out my xbox series x um I had to find a place to put it as well, so that took about five minutes. Um, then I had to turn it on and sign into Xbox Live. Forgot my, my username, forgot my Hotmail account because back in the day I had Hotmail for my Xbox Live account, which was a bitch. So I had to sort all that stuff out. That was done. And then I started the game. You're very interested in all of this, aren't you? I have no idea what you've been playing, so I'm very curious. I have been playing Halo Reach. What? Yup. Halo Reach, my friends. Okay. Alright. Yep. Halo Reach. So you Can have I ask to have... why? Fuck it. <laughs> I, I, like, I'm really, cause I've been really in the mood to play like a kind of multiplayer kind of like good game that I haven't really kind of played in a while. So like I tried to play Overwatch recently. And to be honest, like, I just wasn't good at it. And I was getting kind of, like, salty that I was getting killed by everyone. And I was like, you know what? Like, I need an excuse to open up my Xbox. So I was looking at, like, Back for Blood because there's, like, the beta there as well. But, like, there's a few things going on in that game that I don't want to be shouted at. Um, like, mm-hmm. what are you telling me? Um, I'd rather not be part of that. So... I was like, okay, I'm going to kind of look through it because I've got the Master Chief collection. So I was like, all right, okay. I kind of really wanted to play it. Play it like is, he, is, Halo, is Halo Reach finally on the Master Chief collection? Because for the longest time, it, it was like, it was missing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it got added in December 2019 or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So I started playing that, and I was like, again, I used to play this game religiously on the Xbox 360 back in the day. So I was like, you know what, I kind of low-key want to give it a shot on, like, the Xbox Series X, because I was like, I know the new Halo's coming out as well, so I need to, like, get my Halo skills up to scratch. So, first of all, it was honestly, like, have, have you ever, like, played a game and you're like, it's kind of like welcome back in your head. You're like, you're, you're greeted with open arms. This is this game. You just feel like, oh, like, why did I leave you kind of thing? Like, it was such a good game to come back to just because I've played through all those missions multiple times. And the missions in Halo Reach are so good. For anyone that's not played it, you play as Delta Squad and there's um, Emil, Kat, um, Carter, another Carter, George, and your six. I refer to my guy as Bob. Yeah, Noble Six, Noble Six. So my guy was called Bob. Bob. Oh, okay. So it takes the story of these Spartans and through their kind of experiences on Reach, because Josh has played this game as well. So he's going to have a few kind of words to say about this game. But the, the campaign in that game, for anyone that's not played it, because I actually looked online to see people who's not played it, and if you go into the kind of like three four three kind of threads, everyone everyone else is playing like Halo Five, Halo Four, like they're not really talking about Reach so much. Like you'd be surprised the amount of people that aren't really talking about Reach. In my head, that kind of baffles me because, in my opinion, Halo Reach was the best Halo game. Like Halo Three was fun, added campaign. Hill Reach was like where it was at for the boys. Like if you wanted a good multiplayer game, like you get on Halo Reach and you do some grip ball with the boys kind of thing. But it's just like it's just a banger of a game. Like the price of that is, I got I went on the Game Pass and I downloaded the Master Chief Collection, and then I got I got to Hill Reach. Like how how is that so good? Like the fact that I still have Game Pass is quite impressive, but. The fact that I was able to play every single Halo game, but I really just wanted to focus on Halo Reach, to be honest, was quite impressive. So I kind of thought I'll play through the campaign. So I played through the campaign. I've already played through it before. It's it, Again, it talks about how um, Noble Team arrives on Reach, and then they find the continent, and then shit gets fucked up, pretty much. And then it kind of goes from there. So there's a few Easter eggs along the way that you can do with your friends and buddies. So there's one where you can actually go into Halsey's laboratory. Me and Josh and one of our friends did that back in the day. Remember mm. that, Josh? Yeah, I do remember that. You had to push a button and you had to survive many, many, many waves. And then it spawns you inside like one of these kind of room kind of things. That was a fun mission. But the main reason I wanted to play as well is I wanted to kind of focus on multiplayer. And to be honest, when I, I booted it up, I thought the game would be like dead. Like, I wasn't expecting people to be on there, but, like, it's actually kind of thriving. Like, people are doing their daily challenges. Like, everyone's still playing the game. And it was quite good because when I booted the game up, I <laughs> I had the same outfit that I had on when I was on the 360. And, my God, does my guy look dope. Like, <laughs> I've got, like, a cookery on my arm. I've got like Emil's helmet. I've got this like dope kind of chess piece. And in my head, I was like, wow, David, you are such a nerd for grinding out all these stuff to get 
your guy to kind of look like this. Like we've talked about Halo Reach before multiple times on this podcast and how we would always do our daily challenges and we'd compare what each other looks like and size of our knives and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like I, it's just a great game. Like I just wanted to have a game that I could sit down and kind of enjoy and just like kind of blast through and relive it. Like I know Backlog Thursday is a game that's meant to be for a backlog. And the fact that I've already played it, but I don't know, I've always wanted to come back to it. And the fact that I came back to it, it gave me an excuse to turn on my Xbox. And the fact that I've turned my Xbox on now, ooh, I might be able to play more Xbox games in the future. So I'm excited to play future Xbox 360 games and future beta games. Because there is a beta for Halo, is it Halo 6 now? Halo 5? Halo Infinite. Yeah, Halo Infinite. That I kind of want to play at one point. Because I think that might be a good buy. Because the thing is, is like I've been seeing a lot of different things. And I know you've just got like an Xbox One, don't you? Yeah, I have an Xbox One S. Yeah. The thing is, I've heard a lot of things where they say Halo Infinite's going to run like shit on my like, older... Oh, I'm sure it will. And I'm like... Because I wanted to play that game with you and, and give like a review on the on our reviews of that, and I think it'd be mm-hmm. quite interesting to see how badly they compare to each other. Because <laughs> again, I've got the Series X and you've got the Xbox One S. So yeah, so that yeah, that'd be interesting if we like played it co-op and just just kind of see like the differences. I think it would be quite insanely different, to be honest. Oh yeah, I mean you have eight teraflops. I don't right. know how many teraflops my Xbox One S has, but uh, one maybe. I have no idea. Honestly, I don't know shit about teraflops, but I do know that the Xbox Series X is a very powerful piece of kit. It is, and the Xbox One S kind of pales in comparison for sure. Yeah, that's an interesting pick. Yeah. I I also haven't played Halo. I haven't played Halo Reach probably since like 2012. Like, you know, the game came out in 2010. I played the living hell out of that game for maybe a solid two years. And then I eventually had to, like, fade away from it. But my time with that game, like, the memories will never, you know, go away, right? Like, I, I, yeah, like you said, we would just be in high school. We'd be on the PC. Like, we'd just be on the high school computers and just, like, compare, like, our daily challenges and, like, what our guy looked like and how close we were from, like, ranking up. Because once you got to, like, a certain rank in Halo Reach, like, it took a long, long time to rank up again. Oh, yeah. To get to, like, that next rank. Because instead of you getting, like, um, you usually kind of get, like, commander or anything like that, but you didn't get to, like, general sergeant rank two kind of thing and well i remember we would yeah like we would like find like ways to like glitch to get like different ribbons because there was like there was there was like campaign challenges uh multiplayer challenges and there might have been like one more section of challenges but i remember there was just like get a certain amount of kills like explosive kills and i remember there was like this one glitch spot you could keep doing where you kind of had like this targeted oh, airstrike thing. Remember yeah. that targeted airstrike thing in the one mission? You would like you would you would start up the mission and you would run really quickly just to get to that spot, 
And then once you got to that spot, like the back door wouldn't open and all the, all, all the, like all the covenant would just be like standing outside and you do like a, uh, like a, a, a missile strike and then you just re- restart the check, the checkpoint and then they would be back and you just kept repeating that. And for, for the first little while, you would get like a shit ton of XP. Yeah. But after, like it didn't take very long for it to like start to like dwindle down, but. Yeah. There was just like cheeky little things like that all the time. Like we were always constantly discovering like new things and like, oh, if you take this like forklift and you drive it up to the side of the wall, there's like door that's supposed to be closed and you like exit the forklift, you actually like glitch through the door and then you can just skip that whole, the whole rest of the mission without any enemies spawning. Like, honestly, I just remember doing so many glitches and so many like trying to find any shortcut possible to like get through those difficult challenges because every once in a while they would have like a weekly challenge and it was called lasso where you would have to like beat a certain campaign mission with all skulls on and that that's very difficult right and so like me and david we would always constantly try to find ways to just like you know, abuse cut the fat abuse. right and just and just <laughs> abuse the game yeah we would just abuse the game and just try to find the quickest way possible to like, so we can like move on back to like, you know, multiplayer. So yeah, no, that game's a lot of fun. I I haven't played it in years. So like, how does it feel? Like, does it still feel really good? Like, um, yeah, it does. It feels like, you know, when you like, you meet up with like an old friend after a few years and you've not seen them for a long time. And then like you meet up and it's like, Oh, like nothing's really changed kind of thing. It's like that. Okay. It's like, it's like, I didn't really feel like anything changed in the Halo Reach, and I felt like I could just jump in and still be, like, a kind of tank in that game. But like, the game's just a solid fucking game, honestly. Like, there's, again, I've always said it, there's two groups when it comes to Halo. There's the people who love Halo, like, 3 and Halo 2. It's like, and then there's the people that like like Halo Reach and dislike, like, Halo 3. Like, don't get me wrong, Halo 3 is a great game, but Halo Reach is just, oh, it's a banger, that game, like, and it's, the thing is, is, like, the fact that you can play that game on Game Pass, like, yes, you can get, like, backwards compatible, and I think it's £10 to play that game or something like that, like, if you are to buy that game, you could play it backwards compatibly, but it's, if, you, if you've got Game Pass, I don't know how long I've had Game Pass for, honestly, probably centuries at this point, um, the fact that I could just download like the Master Chief Collection and play Halo Reach in a matter of like a kind of couple of minutes was just hugely impressive. And it was yeah, just a, no, exactly. Just a, like Game Pass is doing a lot of good things. Yeah, PlayStation, come on, step your game up. I know, right? That's what we all want. <laughs> we really do. And it's the thing, I would love that. Was really it was really impressive just to pop back into that game. Like again, we've all played that game. I, I played through the campaign, and I did spend a lot of time on one specific mission in general, which just because there is an Easter egg in that game that I just really wanted to do again. So remember the the mission where you have to, um, where one person dies. I'm not going to say the name, but let's just go film together. No. How, how do they die? Oh, headshot. Okay, gotcha. Yep. All right. I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that mission, you have to kind of go to from like skyscraper to skyscraper. Um, yeah. 
there was a kind of Easter egg in that game where if you fly the Banshee through a hoop, it would transfer the Banshee into one of the big Covenant ships. And I just always like doing that. I don't know why. Like, mm. That mission is honestly so long. Like It's like a solid 35-minute mission. And if you're doing all these Easter eggs where you have to push the buttons, and you have to go outside and go to another one, you have to push another button, and then you see the dancing grunt, the grunts, and the DJ grunt, and then you just go and push another button, and then you have to go and get a Banshee and fly it through a hoop. It took me like an hour, but I was like, I miss doing this. I remember doing like a lot of... Oh. Sorry. Sorry about that, guys. Um, I remember doing, like, taking shortcuts on that map because you get a jetpack on that mission and you can kind of, like, if you just time your, your, like, your jumping and your fuel right, like, you'll be able to make it across and you can cut, like, significant parts off um, from that mission. Oh, is that a different map? That's a a different mission, yeah. I knew you wanted to Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. Uh Uh-huh. You have to just keep riding this up, and then you clip around the corner, and you kind of slide underneath the map kind of thing, and then you just spawn above it, because there's a cutscene underneath there. Gotcha. But, okay, and gotcha. it's just, I don't know, I thought the customization of that game was amazing. The fact that you play as, like, some random Spartan that no one really gives a fuck about, and then towards mm-hmm. the end of the game, you're like, wow, like, Bob was dope. <laughs> uh, right. And the fact, the fact that you, like, the interesting thing I've always said about Halo Reach is with Halo 3, you play as Master Chief, so you're always looks like Master Chief in this cutscene, but in Halo Reach, you're just a noble sex. You're a random Spartan. No one really gives a shit about you, but with your multiplayer skin, it transfers over to campaign, so like noble sex for me was dope. So there's a scene at the very end where your helmet's on the ground and it's cracked, mm-hmm. and then it transfers over time of where it goes from like a charcoal kind of wasteland to like a lush kind of ground and your helmet's kind of sitting there and mine's was the old like you know the kind of new I know it was a new one it was a new Master Chief helmet right I don't know I just kind of got like a kind of wow like that was kind of dope I thought I don't know like I was like wow I like that <laughs> I don't know I don't know guys I just I just love Halo Reach for all those guys out there just like oh David come on I'm done no, I know. And if there's any, like, Halo, like, super fans out there, they're like, man, these guys, like, are talking about the game, but they have no idea what they're talking about. Like, honestly, the lore of Halo is just so complicated. I, I don't really, oh, yeah. I can't keep track of all this shit, like, the Covenant and the Flood and the... Forerunners. The Abandon and the the Forerunners and the... Is the guy called the Abandon? Is it like a child? I think so. I'm pretty sure that's what the new enemy type is called for the new Halo, Halo Infinite. Are they like... I don't know. I was listening to a podcast and they started talking about Halo Infinite and that's what they said. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but it it was people from IGN, so I believe what they're saying. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. They were talking about like the whole flight thing for uh for Halo Infinite and they were just talking about like the abandon. That's what they're called. Like the the enemies. So let's get this right. There's the Covenant. Then that's dope. Then the flood. That's kinda dope. And then, so apparently like, like the Covenant apparently like there were some people that got like shamed from the Covenant and they kinda formed like their own group called What did I just call what were they called? What did I call them? The Abandon? Top two. Yeah. The abandoned, and they they started to form like their own their own like colony. So they they're very similar to the covenant, but they're slightly different. Apparently, 
I, I don't know. Again, like the Halo lore has gone so far off the deep end. I can't fucking tell you guys like what it's about and why Master Chief is doing the shit he's doing. Well, all Chief I know is that he has to save the world, right? That that's all we know. So, and I, I, at the end of the day, that, that that's all that really matters, right? You know, yeah. you get to play as Master Chief, you feel like a badass for a couple hours, and you blow shit up. Like <laughs> that—that's the meaning of Halo, honestly. But in Spec Ops the line, if you blow shit up, you feel bad, apparently. But no, in Halo, yes, if you play Spec Ops the line, you feel like an asshole. But if you blow shit up in Halo, you feel like a badass. Badass, motherfucker. It definitely like shows the power of of okay. of each okay, game well, and like. Yeah, the power of Halo. <laughs> Microsoft's got the power to make you feel like a badass. Oh, God. Yes, guys. yes, absolutely. Well, David, I couldn't put a big rating on my game, but where are you putting Halo Reach on your rating? Well, Mr. Beamer, it's a good question. I, myself, um, I'm going to give Halo Reach I'm gonna go with a gold because that game is a banger. Like, I can never give that game a platinum rating because, like, we've rated platinum as the highest possible thing, and in my opinion, for a platinum game, it has to be like perfect. And the thing is, this is games that we're replaying. Like, if I was playing this game for the first time ever, yo, probably a platinum rated game. But this really? Actively, because okay. this is this this is quite interesting. It's like. I'm kind of going back to play it and play it on like just an upgraded console, and like yeah, it was a great time. I had a banging time, but I've kind of experienced it already, so that kind of took away from the fact that I hadn't. If I hadn't played it before, it would have got a higher rating. But I have played it, so I knew what I was expecting, and that's why I'm going to give it a gold. So. See, that's interesting. Maybe, I I, I think personally you may have given it maybe a lower score just because you you played this game at like the, the, the height of its, of its, of its existence, right? Like when you, you played that game on day one when it came out when servers were mad full and everybody was playing that game and there was a lot to grind for. Oh yeah, I understand there's still a lot of people playing that game, but this game's this game's 11 years old now at this point, which is kind of crazy to think about. And I'm sure it does still hold up pretty well. I mean, I also have very, very fond memories of playing this game, of course. I mean, I just talked about how much I love the game as well. And I'm not hating on you for giving a giving it a gold. I think I would probably give it a gold as well, too. But mm-hmm. I obviously, as as time goes on, you start to see, like, the cracks in some of these older games. And... You know, now that we have to kind of like judge them for what they are, it 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 becomes a little bit more difficult to kind of give it the score that we once might have given it, if that makes sense. Yeah, and that's why I'm when you're like caught up in the hype at you know at the beginning, and then as as the dust settles, you find you're you know your vision's clear, and you're finally able to give it like a proper score. But no, man, I mean that's it's totally your opinion, and I like. Gold is where it belongs, so, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, the thing is about that game as well, which I do enjoy, was I was playing it on, like, technically current generation. So I was playing on a significantly higher frame rate than anyone else, I think. 
So, like, I was crushing people in multiplayer. Absolutely fucking crushing them. Like, when you have a higher FPS, again, and you've got, like, a good refresh rate on your screen, you are going to be better than the majority of people that are playing probably on last gen than people playing on, like, current gen. Oh, for sure. Like, if there's someone out there playing that game still on a 360, like... No, 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 but on, you, can, you have play on 360. You can connect to the network. Oh, you can't. It's only, okay, so it's only on, like, Xbox One and, and Series X and probably PC as well? Yeah, exactly. But the thing oh, is, is okay. I feel like I just have an unfair advantage sometimes. Like, I love sure. a good unfair advantage, but, like, there is a sometimes... Well, yeah, when it comes to hardware, I mean, it's not your fault. I mean, you know, you shelled out the money, right, to to have the, the best experience possible, and... I mean, that's just how it goes sometimes. Money talks, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was quite interesting. I was like, wow, like, I was crushing people, and I'm not really... I, f- I feel like the older I've got, the worse I've got in multiplayer games. Like, oh, yeah. It happens, oh. it happens with age. Um, and, like, I felt like I was like, wow, like, these guys suck. <laughs> that's my experience all the time. I was like, wow, like, just got a triple kill, like, no one's business. Like, this DMR is killing it. In my head, I was like, wow, like, what fucking frame rate am I playing on? And I looked up like what it runs on, and apparently it's like 107 frames per second. But, really? Uh, yeah. But again, you're playing like an old, old game. Like you're playing an updated, like an, an updated kind of console. You're playing on something that's way more powerful than what it was meant to be played on. So you should be getting around that. Sure. So, what game modes were you playing? Uh, I played some Griffball. Oh, uh, I used to love Griffball. I did until my team just started killing me off the spawn. So yeah, that's the, that's the worst part though. You, there's been so I've had so many accidental kills where I'm just trying to bounce off the ground and I like kill my teammates. But I still really enjoy that game. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I played the just the old faithful kind of TDM kind of that game so, modes. Oh, okay. What about uh, Slayer? Yeah, Slayer's like TDM, bro. Well, yeah, I guess so. It's yeah. just DMR, TDM. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, uh, yeah. I, tried, I, tried, I tried the one because it was in the kind of mosh pit area. It was like snipers only. And I realized Ooh. why I don't like playing with snipers. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck that kind of thing. So they had like infection game modes. But like, to be honest, I would never really fuck with infection when I played like Halo Reach. Just because like I always get fucked straight away or I get infected straight away. And I feel like there's so many camping spots in certain Halo Reach maps, which, by the way, Halo Reach maps, amazing. Honestly, I, I even today, I was like, wow, like, these maps are so good. They're not overly big. They're not tiny, but they're just, like, the right size. And I, I don't know. I felt like I always see when I was using the DMR, I forgot how good that gun actually is. Like, oh, it's like, so oh. good. It's, see, when you get a headshot, you're just like, boop. It's got amazing crosshairs and it also has a really good scope. Like it doesn't matter which one you decide to use, you can kind of just kind of go back and forth with it. But it's such a great weapon, man. It's so good. It's good at it's good at like medium range and it's pretty good at like at at long distance as well. And it's also good for like if an enemy pops up from like around. It's a it it's an all arounder. That's why I love that gun so much. Like the DMR is just it's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, because I was using the assault rifle for a bit, and so I was like, oh, this gun's crap. Like, oh, yeah. Um, like, it looks dope. Honestly, if I was to compare, like, the looks of a DMR and the assault rifle, I'd be like, you know, the DMR like, looks crap compared to the assault rifle and Halo 
reach, like, they all reach, they've got, like, little attachments that pop up on it and side things. The VMR just this kind of Fomax-looking gun, but, like, the right. VMR just destroys it. Like, even if it's been the mood to play more Halo Reach, like, low-key kind of thing. I also never really played a whole lot of Infected. I just, I always kind of had an issue with the energy sword. Like, the auto-aim that that thing has sometimes is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Like, there'll be times where I'm playing where I'm like, why didn't it auto-lock like auto lock onto this enemy to get him? And then other times, like, I'll be really far away from this guy, and then you'll do, like, this weird glide, and you'll just get the kill. And I'm like, oh, okay, like... I love the energy sword. I think it looks dope. It's a great weapon, but like, it's so inconsistent. Like that was a problem I always had, especially when playing infected. Because if you're the person that's infected, it takes you like a while to to kill someone, unless someone's being an idiot or they're like AFK. Because when you're playing infected, like, and you're not infected, everyone just groups up together and they're just like. They're killing you for like the first two, three minutes of the game until you finally get a kill, and then that's when the ball starts rolling. But it, it's a slow burn. And I don't know. It's it's in fact it's fun to play from time to time. Like I I do like it, but it's never like one of those like mainstay game modes for me where I'm like, yep, okay, I definitely like we're playing this tonight, like all night. Like yeah, I'll I'll play like a match or two, and then have like my you know ten minutes. It's a fun, and then dip, and then just move back on to like Slayer or or something like that. But yeah, or Griffball has or Griffball. Yeah, I played a shit ton of Griffball. Everyone played Griffball. Griffball's the game. I know, it's so good, man. Like dodgeball so crap. It is. It really is. But All right, that. David. Is there uh, anything in closing that you want to say, or do you feel pretty good about everything? No, I feel good. I always feel good. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's good, good, man. I'm glad you feel good. Yeah, I feel good, man. And guys, I hope you really enjoyed another episode of Backlog Thursday. Um, we love making these episodes. I love that I have an excuse to play my games. It, trust me, it's a huge motiv- motivation for me and for David to just play something different. And I know we say this every single week we put out one of these videos, but even if there is only five of you guys listening to us right now, I appreciate nine. all five Actually, of you. Nine of you guys. All nine of you guys. All nine Thank of you guys. Thank you so, so much nine. for just, <laughs> yes, yeah, sitting here, listening to our voices, a bunch of fucking people that have, two guys that have no idea what they're talking about. It's it's amazing. We love you guys. Well, until the next one, guys. Have a great day. Peace. Peace, guys.